Hey guys, thank you for joining us for the Cortez Law Firm podcast. My name is Steve Cortez and I'm an attorney at the Cortez Law Firm in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Thanks for joining us today. Today we're going to talk about documents that you need when a child becomes a college student. Now, most parents don't think about this and they're surprised to learn that they are no longer uh, able to have access to healthcare information for their college student who is 18 years or older. Think about it for a second. In the United States, when you become 18 years and 18 years of age, you are legally an adult. So, at 18 years of old, your child is legally an adult. Parents can no longer make legal decisions for them. And now, I'm sure as a parent, you always your child will always be your child, right? <laughs> um, however, for a hospital medical pr uh, professional. Um, police officer, uh, a law enforcement person, they see them as an adult. And unfortunately for you as a parent, they are prohibited from disclosing any healthcare information without their parents, their patients, I'm sorry, without their patient's consent, without your child's consent. Um, this is a big deal, guys. So if your child is off, off at uh, university, and you don't have that consent, if something happens to them, um, you may not be able, first of all, you may not even be uh, contacted. Uh, and second, uh, you may not be able to be there to help them um, and, and talk to the doctors, et cetera. So when couples visit our office for their estate planning needs, and I hope that those of you out there, if, if you go and see your estate planning attorney, where, wherever you are in the United States, um, but when people come and visit us, we always ask them, how many kids do you have in college? How many kids are in university right now? Because nowadays with all the HIPAA regulations and lawsuits, it can be very, it can be a very difficult process for a parent to get information about their adult child. Your college student, your university student needs to have a plan in place. So we recommend college students that are still dependent on their parents to have at least three documents. And these documents are, and you've heard me talk about them in other podcasts, or if you have watched any of our videos on YouTube, and by the way, um, if you haven't, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, go to YouTube and search for Cortez Law Firm, and uh, you can watch our videos there. Now the three documents are a healthcare power of attorney, a HIPAA authorization, and a living will. You need to make sure that your adult child who is in college or university has these three documents. You know, really, even if they're not off at university, if they're still living at home, maybe they've de uh, decided to take uh, a year off uh, or they're, they've got uh, another career going where they may not need to uh, go to university, which is happening a lot at the trades right now. Uh, which is a, an excellent way to go. Um, not everybody's cut out to go to university, but there's a lot of great trades out there. Um, but even if your your child is living in your hometown and they are an adult, you need to have these three documents in place, a healthcare power of attorney, HIPAA authorization, and a living will. Now, I will say some of the bigger universities 
Um, I have some uh, nieces and nephews who are at university right now, and I've heard that as part of that process um, of enrolling, uh, some of the universities are actually requiring that their students fill out these documents, and they've got forms there uh, for the students to fill out with, uh, you know, who is my emergency contact, uh, who is my healthcare power of attorney, et cetera. Um, but if, if they don't, um, you need to have these in place. And, and even if you're college or the college or university where your, your child is at, uh, it's still probably a better idea to have an estate planning attorney draft these documents for you uh, because they are going to include uh, a lot more detail and a lot more powers uh, versus just kind of the forms that are being used by the university. Um, they'll still get you there. But, uh, you know, one of the things you pay us to do is to kind of figure out what are, what all the, all the potential, um, we can't think of everything, but, uh, kind of figure out what all the potential, um, situations could be. And so our, our power of attorney, SIPA and living will are, are probably, uh, have a lot more information and cover a lot more ground, um, than the ones that are just kind of forms that they they'll have you do. Um, but any, in any case, these are essential documents for your child to have uh, a healthcare power attorney. You've heard me talk about this in, a, in other uh, podcasts or on our YouTube again, healthcare power attorney is simply a power of attorney that allows you, if it's your child to make healthcare decisions on behalf of your child. Um, very important document. If, if they can't make those decisions because they're incapacitated or something, then they need to have somebody that they trust and love to make those decisions for them. Now, healthcare, our healthcare power of attorney also includes uh, some HIPAA language, but I also like to do a separate HIPAA authorization uh, that basically says uh, any healthcare provider that they come in contact with, um, you as a parent are authorized to look at that information. The other document, the living will, you've probably heard this called an advanced directive. Uh, same thing. They're, they're used interchange, interchangeably, the name. But a living will basically says... Uh, if if it really gets if it's a bad situation, unfortunate event where they your child is in a persistent vegetative state, you know what does your child want to happen? Do they want to continue to get food, water, and pain medicine? Um, it, it, we're really talking about end of life. Um, how do they want to be taken care of when there is no brain activity whatsoever? Um, a lot of people just say, "I want I want pain medication. Stop the food and the water." Although we did have a medical professional in here the other day, and he said that he wanted water and the pain medicine because he said that the water in in the drip line would actually allow for um, the pain medication to circulate quicker through the body um, and then presumably allow you to pass away uh, more peacefully and quicker. But if your adult child is already paying their own bills and that happens when they go out to university, then uh, we also recommend that they have a financial power of attorney that only becomes effective upon their incapacitation. So they may not want you to, because at that age, they're probably wanting to have a lot of independence, uh, obviously, um, but you have to have this conversation conversation with them. But a, a financial power of attorney, just like the healthcare, uh, just talks, the healthcare just has to do with their health, health going to doctors, et cetera. The financial power of attorney is anything that has to do with our finances. And we like to make it 
because they want to feel independent, to only become effective upon incapacitation. So this can all become really important if your adult child has an accident or is temporarily not able to make financial decisions. Somebody still needs to pay the rent, uh, has to pay for the utilities, and a financial power attorney can give parents ac the access that they need to their adult child's bank accounts. So even though your adult child may be getting, uh, let's say, scholarship money or grant money, they may have put that into a into their own checking account. And uh, so they just need to make sure that they can access that. Now, we always offer these four documents to parents who have come and gotten a revocable living trust with us. Um, these are free for any college student that they have. Um, however, because these are so important, we, we offer any parent these documents uh, as, at a substantial discount. So if your child is away at college and they need protection, we're happy to help. That's it for today. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. And uh, if you have any questions, just drop us a call or give us an email. Have a great day. And as always, have an awesome week. We'll see you next time. Thanks for watching.